4: This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. And my favorite Oakland County activist is back with us, PG. Welcome back.
1: Well, thank you, Tom. And again, happy TGI Thursday. It's a little cool down here in Oakland County.
4: It's getting a little cool up here, too. Um, And it's always cool when you're here.
1: Oh, my head is going to be so big I won't be able to get through the door. (laughs) How was
4: that, PG? How was that that I slipped that in there? (laughs) Anyway, we started out this morning talking about Southfield, and we're going to pick up with uh, part two of that now with the um, City Council President Pro Tem from Southfield. Uh, Michael Mandelbaum is joining us by phone. Uh, Michael, good morning and welcome to the show. And did I say that name right because I'm terrible with names?
2: good morning tom you you got that right on on the mark <laughs> good good
4: I'm glad I hate to start off mangling somebody's name but um let's um let's kind of pick up where we left off we were talking with uh, the city administrator Fred Zorn this morning and uh and we talked a lot about um you know what what goes on administratively but from a council perspective, first of all, what, what made you want to serve on the city council in Southfield?
2: Um, the reason I wanted to serve on the city council was uh, to give back to the community. Prior to serving on the council, I actually volunteered on the Southfield's Total Living Commission, which worked on um, Or continues to work on quality of life issues and I did that for six years I served as chairman of that committee for five years and what I saw was things were happening in the city at a slow pace or things were happening that I just thought could be done better and I figured the best way to make that happen is to join the decision-makers
4: and now that you're there do you feel like you've had an impact on, on moving things along a little bit?
2: I definitely feel that uh, I have made a difference and I have moved things along, um, but we all know the the pace of government is uh, not as fast as everyone would like. There's, there's always a lot of work to do. And when you really get into the weeds of government or city operations, you know, there's there's a lot more than what people think and what I originally thought as well <laughs> many different factors to take into account. I mean you say, "Oh, what's the big deal? You can you know build a neighborhood park right here, but you don't realize well, you know all the upkeep and everything else that goes goes along with that and and you're not looking you you look at the big picture, but then when when you get into the weeds if you you will, and you you look at all the costs, there's a lot more to it.
4: Yeah, government government is definitely uh, the the long, steady, boring of very hard wood. Um, (laughs) But, you know, back in 2008, I think we all learned a lesson a little bit when the economy turned sour and the government started talking about stepping in and bailing out certain industries and, and helping with uh, uh, municipalities that were struggling and failing with lost revenue and there there was a phrase that i think helped the public understand a little bit not not a lot but a little bit more of what goes into getting things done in government and that was shovel ready projects Absolutely. You, you know what I mean by that, Michael? It 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 sort of explained to us that before you can put the shovel in the ground, there are all these steps that have to be taken. And um
2: Yeah, and, and that's actually one of the nice things about Southfield. We are a redevelopment ready city. Meaning we have certification um through the county, uh Oakland County, where we are redevelopment ready. We have tools um, and staff available to help people with projects um, and as well as our own infrastructure what's um, so, what makes up the revenue for Southfield? Most of the revenue um, obviously comes from from taxes from both commercial and residential taxes uh, that's that's most of the revenue, and then, of course, we have different uh, fees that we collect, uh, building permits, um, licensing, different things like that. And, and
4: um, you know, I remember when I, I used to work at a museum years ago, and they used to say, you know, a museum can't make it on, uh, on gate, on admissions. And Correct. so there had to be fundraisers and these other things. Um, and a lot of cities are really struggling trying to make ends meet on the revenue streams they have. How is Southfield with that? How much do you have to rely on the state for you know, revenue sharing and the feds for grants for special kinds of development
2: projects? well you know i I'm, I'm sure anyone will tell you that the more help we can get from the state and from the federal government uh the better it is with state sharing you know state revenues always are a tricky one it always gets um, it's up and down well, there's the state, always
4: the state doesn't
2: want to let it go <laughs> 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 no no one does you know this this year um we are actually hoping um we just looked at our budget and we're hoping to to get um a total of about 10 million dollars from the state which is up, up about 18% from from last year and that's part of the sales tax that they have to give us through the constitution or statutory you know the statutory um, sales tax, but you know, part of the the community revenue revenue sharing, um, we're hoping to get about one and a half million dollars in this our next fiscal year, which is um, about half a million dollars more than what we've gotten previously, and and we rely on that money to to offset some of our budget short shortfalls if we do have any. Federal government, you know, especially with the with the infrastructure act that went through Congress, you know, we we want to use a lot of that money to help with our infrastructure. We we're an aging community, although since 2014, we have invested over 240 million dollars in streets and sewers. We lead Oakland County in infrastructure projects yes, uh, the last five years so we 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 are hoping to use get some of some of the federal monies but federal grants that are going through congress some have been passed some are still stalled we're hoping to use that on some infrastructures we have a lot of streets that qualify for federal grants and then there's also grants that we can use to reinvigorate Some of our parks we have over 700 acres of parkland that is showing its age you mean the
4: governor hasn't fixed the damn roads yet
1: (laughs) good
2: question Uh, at least not in southfield
1: (laughs) well you know tom another way that the city of southfield um i think is blessed in terms of generating revenue a lot of times if there's a sidewalk that residents in the community want in their particular area, immediate living area, the city will allow those residents to come in and agree to an SAD, which is a special assessment district. And the fact that they would add on a tax to the residents that live in that area, that's a creative way that they would generate money to, say, do the parks. I mean, I'm sorry, to do the sidewalks. Similar to, way the way,
4: that, <clears throat> similar to the way that downtown development authorities are funded.
1: Correct. And then another way um, that the city creatively generates money is the city will come up with a millage, and they will tell the residents specifically what they want to do with this millage. Like many years ago, we had the public safety millage, which was point nine-one-eight-four mills added to the taxes and the residents went for it because we value our public safety and then Mike you can tell them about the ninety-nine million dollar bond proposal that the residents also voted unanimously basically to uh, pass that to give us money to work on the roads in the city of Southfield
2: yes we had um you know, the millages and, and, and special assessment districts are great ways to help uh, raise money for a city. Um, of course, there's always a cost where it, it does cost from the homeowner. That's why we, we prefer to, to look for state-shared revenue and uh, grants from the feds. But Southfield saw a need for our infrastructure. Even before... Um, Governor Whitmer came in to fix the damn roads. Southfield said, "We're going to fix our own roads," and <laughs> we came and said, "We need, we need money." And Southfield put a uh, a bond proposal to the citizens for a ten-year, ninety-nine million-dollar bond proposal that will be used strictly for fixing the streets. It was passed, I think, I, I want to say it was almost a 80% pass uh, vote by the residents of Southfield. You're correct, Southfield. And we've actually, and that's one, that's one reason that we're able to lead Oakland County in, in roads that's a pretty um,
4: rousing endorsement, Michael, and uh, and and congrats on that for sure. Um, a, a lot of uh, municipalities and townships and in uh, towns and villages and cities around Michigan are um, looking forward to, or already have received uh, federal dollars for COVID relief. And, and a lot of city councils are,
5: you know, they're
4: wrestling with what to do with that money. Um, how did Southfield fare in that? And what kinds of things are are you doing to ensure you get a long-range bang for those bucks?
1: Tom, that's so the, a great the, question. Wow.
2: <laughs> the, the, the COVID money is, is a little... Uh, on the tricky side, there's, there's so many different restrictions for it, but I can tell you that one of the things that we did is it, it helped pay for, um, you know, we needed extra supplies in our city. Um, we have Southfield has the busiest, um, first responders in as our EMS. They are the busiest in Oakland County, um, averaging, uh they they average over 14,000 runs a year is so that, a lot of is the that money because,
4: that, is that because it's uh because it's densely populated or are people falling
2: down a lot or what? uh that's because we <laughs> have uh an aging population oh okay um, and right. we that also have a lot we have a lot of senior apartments um assisted living um, places that require our help.
4: That would have that, that would have a not, big
2: impact on those numbers. Correct. And um, I'll, I'll just put a shout out. We are looking for more uh, EMS fire personnel as well as police officers. If anybody is interested in applying, oh, don't uh, contact the city <laughs> HR. No, don't <laughs> um, say
4: that too loud, man. My friend Sandy is a retired paramedic. <laughs> she she may come around um, and Hey Michael, I yeah. hate to interrupt, but I have to uh I have to take a break here. Can you stick around so we can talk some more? Absolutely. And go
1: Sandy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that would be great. Um if you're listening to us on WFOVLP, our voice is radio ninety two point one FM Flint. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House. Spectacle Productions and my friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com we have some messages as well so don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. More about Southfield on the Tom Sumner program right
5: after this.
2: Hello darling, this is O'Vira, Mistress of the Dark with Tom Sumner.
3: Joe Vi from the Blue Line,
2: Dan Sterling
3: Congressman Dan Kildee, Alexander Zondrick actor comedian Jonah Napode Woodrow Stanley U.S. Senator Debbie
2: Stabenow State Senator Jim Annon comedian
3: Brian McCree. The
2: unknown comic Mark Farner. And
4: Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend.
2: You you've always got great questions and you know the material and you and you care about it and it's uh it's that's impressive.
4: Nice to be with you, Tom.
2: And I admire you for reading
4: all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey Tom, this is my favorite interview all
5: Visit mi.gov slash AG complaints for your connection to consumer protection.
4: Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananik, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation with the uh, City Council President Pro Tem from Southfield, Michael Mandelbaum. Did I get that right? You did,
1: yeah. Boy, that's (laughs) Twice.
4: twice in a row.
1: Proud of you, Tom. Yeah, I'm, I'm
4: <laughs> probably gonna mess up my own name on the way out. Um, but uh, Michael, thanks for um, for being here for sticking around. And sorry to make you sit through all that. I enjoy it. Okay. The um, we were talking a little bit about uh, use of COVID funds and and how you might invest longer term on that and also uh some of the tending to the infrastructure needs that that southfield took upon itself back in 2014 and you know it was uh oh back in the early 2000s i think that the city of lansing um, did something that <laughs> the city of Flint wishes it had done and that's took to uh, replacing all the, the lead pipes um, which they did over a 12 year period um, infrastructure is not one of those things that makes for good bumper stickers and billboards um, <laughs> so how do you how do you weigh through the requests that people flood you with for projects, parks, and potholes, and those kinds of things, to attack the bigger picture, which is often
2: underground. Yeah, that that is a daily struggle that I have. <laughs> um, you know, ev- everyone always they they look at you know the route that they take, you know, when they're coming into the city, out of the city, through the city. And they look at those streets. They don't look at the, at the bigger picture of the 26 square miles of Southfield. And the, what the city did and ordered, we saw that that was going to happen where, you know, we passed this $99 million uh, bond proposal, and we knew right away people are going to say, well, I'm paying for this bond money. I want my streets done right away. And the city... Looked at what are called Pacer ratings. They look at all of these streets with what condition they are in. Are they in a good condition, a fair condition, or a poor condition? And they get rated. So the city, what they were trying to do for a little bit was trying to stop the hemorrhaging by working on all the fear streets in order to make sure they don't hit that poor rating and, and then keep the good ones in the good category and, and so on. But at the same time, they said, you know what, while we're working on this, we know that we have underground issues that people don't see, whether it's water mains, um, sewer lines, different things. So the city took all of that combined and came up with this master plan where they said, okay, we know that this street is failing and it needs water mains as well, replacement. We said that will be a, a priority. There may be another street that had excellent concrete, but the underground infrastructure, the, the water lines and the sewer lines were not, were not great, and they were failing, and they said, you know what, we're going to have to tackle that as well because even though the concrete is great it's gonna affect it you know we don't know how long it's gonna last because many times you hear about some of these sinkholes that happen, and a lot of times those are happening because the water the shoreline specifically with all the gases that get carried in there will disintegrate the concrete you know from the bottom up
4: right so and, and the, took, the, uh, yeah. the, the pipe itself um, which could be huge, could be five or six feet you know tall, correct c- collapse, and then all of the weight of the infrastructure on top of that falls in
2: we and we actually did have that uh, happen in Southfield uh, at one point where you know they there was like a, a a large pothole and they went to go look at it and they said um there's nothing underneath us. We need to close the area. <laughs> and and they had to, you know, luckily yeah. there were no injuries. There was no no damage except to the road. But, you know, again, it was one of those where the sewer line just eroded everything around it. So Mike, when we, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, so when we came up with our plan of of sewers and streets and water mains. We took this holistic approach because we also said we don't want to um, put new concrete down and then come back three years later and work on the water lines and the sewer lines and have to replace the concrete that's brand new. And there's a lot of education that goes into that with our residents who look at their crumbling streets and say, well, that street wasn't that bad. My street's worse, but, you know, and we have to explain you know the the holistic approach as well
1: and that was that was what i was going to ask you to elaborate on and and you covered it when people approved the 99 million dollar bond proposal they were interested in whose street is going to be done first i want my street done because i voted for the 99 million dollar bond proposal How did the city put a plan together? That's not
4: quite how it works, is it, Michael? (laughs) People come to (laughs) you and say, I want my street fixed because I voted for you. (laughs) Right, right.
1: But how, uh, uh, Mike, how did the city put together a road construction plan, and how did they determine which quadrants in the city needed the most attention, or was it just a random selection?
2: No, and, th- and that's where this PACER rating came in yeah. to effect, where, where they evaluated everything. And the city actually, to, in order to increase transparency for this project, because even, even yesterday, somebody in another area than, than, than my, where I live said, you know, our streets are crumbling. We've, we've seen all the streets around us being done. We have this bond proposal. Why can't you get our streets done? So what the city did is they put a completed map and a future construction map on the city's website. So we can say to residents, you know, if you go and, you know, and it goes back all the way to 2014, 2015, and it shows what year certain streets, certain areas were completed. And when I say completed, it's not just concrete, but it's water mains and sewer lines if needed, as well and we explain to everyone you know it's it's the holistic approach and it's spread out throughout the city so there may be uh, and we're doing a project this year in, in one of the neighborhoods where all the streets around them were already completed but they were not done yet and they weren't done yet because their streets were actually and shorelines were in good in good shape But the areas around them were not and they were like we're like a little island why have we not been touched and once we explained our logic of how we go about Mm -hmm. working on streets they said okay that makes sense and you know now it's their turn
1: um mike i would like to give you and the city and the mayor a lot of credit one thing that i can speak to having an almost 40-year history with the city of southfield when a resident does call and complain about something if it's specific a pothole or something where maybe a kid can get hurt riding his bike the city is very proactive and responds very quick to resolve the issue where does that resilience and that communication and cooperation come from with with council the city uh, administrator and then the mayor
2: well we 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 were put in office, the the city council, the mayor, all the elected officials, we were put there by the residents because they saw something in us that they believed in. And we owe it to them. You know, we essentially work for them to respond to their needs. And especially when it comes to to potholes or safety issues, we need to address those right away. There's... I'm sorry. My, no, Michael, I, I, I wanted to move on
4: to something else. Uh, the state of Michigan has lost three congressional seats, I think, in the last 20 years, maybe 30 years. Um, and cities like Detroit, Flint, Pontiac have had their 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 revenue streams gutted by loss of manufacturing jobs and people moving away. How has Southfield fared with the population shift that's, that's happening in a lot of cities around Michigan? Is it staying pretty much the same? Is it growing? Is it shrinking?
2: It, it's actually in Southfield, it's growing. We've had a number of... Corporations who have moved to Southfield, whether it's moving their world headquarters or their North American headquarters to the city and and some of those even happened during Covid uh, when everything was shut down. so we have a a group called Morelli. They took over the old federal mogul building at um, Lasser. And Northwestern.
1: Northwestern Highway.
2: Correct. They, they, they renovated the entire building. They moved all of their North American operations um, into that building. They took, um, they had offices in, in Southfield and Troy, I believe Ann Arbor, and moved everyone into this, this one location. We had another company called Trucklight have since been renamed who actually built a brand new building in right in our city center district at the intersection of northwestern highway and civic center they built a brand new campus just for their north american almost world headquarters and we have right across the street from that we have two hotels going up um so we we, we've been we we actively recruit companies but because of our talent pool and especially our relationship with Lawrence Tech University, they they look at, at Lawrence Tech and our location, you know Southfield is the center of it all because we're connected to pretty much every freeway uh, between Northwestern and six ninety six. You can pretty much get anywhere you want from Southfield, we have people who are, are moving here, moving into buildings and even creating new buildings. We do have some companies that have left, but for the most part, we are in the, in the positive area of new companies, more employment, and there's a lot going on in building new infrastructure Not just roads and sewers, but buildings, commercial buildings, residential buildings as well.
1: But Michael, uh, one of the reasons why some of those companies left, it was because their their business expanded and we didn't have a facility available or the area space available for them to build a larger facility. They didn't want to leave Southfield, but they had no choice because of their company growth. And I guess we can take, you know, part in that to say that uh, we contributed because they started out in Southfield and the company grew to the point where they needed more space and they were able to to leave and go elsewhere.
2: Yeah, we we actually we have a, a Southfield success story. Now, now that I think about it, it was it was a computer um, web hosting company and cybersecurity company that started. You know, similar to all these other big tech companies in someone's garage in Southfield. They moved to California for a while during the big dot-com boom, but now they've relocated to Southfield, have expanded into several buildings, and they're, all of their world operations are located right here in Southfield. So they even came back um, after leaving for, for growth opportunities. They said, you know, we want to come back to Southfield and, and be part of it.
4: Michael, you said something um, that got my attention a little earlier when you were talking about the bond proposal and the kind of support that you got, that that 80% um, passage of the the bond proposal to, to work yeah. on infrastructure in the city of Southfield. And you said something about the confidence that voters had in what you had showed them and, and said you were going to do. And that made me wonder, because in, in Flint and, and some other cities um, around Michigan and around the country, trust in elected officials is, is just dramatically low. And how do you manage to get people to believe what you're telling them? And, and, and I'll give you a, a quick example of, of how not to do it. There was a, uh, a proposal in Flint for um, a millage mm-hmm. to fund the Flint Police Department. And everybody got all excited because we were going to get a few more boots on the ground. And then the millage passes, and the city, which was then under emergency management, used the money to replace a grant that ran out and people were pretty disappointed and felt like they felt like they'd been lied to and there are a number of other examples and i don't want to throw flint under the bus but um that seems to happen so often in uh in municipal state and federal government operations that, that people don't trust science, they don't trust uh, medical professionals, they don't trust climate elected control. officials you know, <laughs> you know and and so you know I, I guess I'm saying what do you, what do, do, you do, do to do strengthen, strengthen the bond and, and the trust between you and your colleagues and the residents?
2: So I, I, will, I will definitely agree with you. There, I, I've even been skeptical of government sometimes, even when I'm there. And, <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that, that we try to do in Southfield, my colleagues and I, is, you know, we, we tell people the truth. We don't hide behind the, the, the curtain.
1: Transparency so is everything.
2: When, when we have to deliver bad news... We, we tell people this isn't what you want to hear, but we're not going to sugarcoat it. And this is how it is. So for example, there was, there were grants available. This is before I became on council, but there were grants available to, to add more uh, police and fire employees to, to the city's staff. And the city looked at it. We applied but we overall decided not to take those the the grant for those employees because we said okay once that grant money runs out similar to your example in flint mm-hmm. what are we going to do how are we going to pay yeah unfortunately and, provide and it's not just for those it's not just
4: government, government. michael uh, there are nonprofit organizations they they get a grant and that should be the day you start fundraising for when that grant runs out and they don't Correct. do that. And Correct. and they find themselves, you know, kind of jumping from grant to grant and and kudos to you for for not falling into that trap so that you could make long-range plans and stick to them as money becomes right. available.
1: And, Tom, you know, the residents in Southfield, and this is what we do, we're very involved in our local government. We are as invested in that city as the elected officials, the employees, public safety, and we have really good turnouts. At our council meeting, and I know Mike can tell you since he's been on council, but I've been around for almost 40 years, and you have people like me and my husband and others that are regular council attendees, we hold them accountable. You know and where- if they say they're going to do something and they don't do it, we're right there in their face. You
4: know, PG, you brought up a, uh, a a word that's being thrown around a lot the last few years, and that's transparency. And, Michael, I have to give you proper credit for not using that that word because it's become kind of a dodge <laughs> for a lot of politicos. People don't want to see everything you do, but they do want you to tell them the truth, and that's what you said you do. And I, I found that very impressive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's that's why we're there. We're we're there to make the hard decisions, and unfortunately, sometimes we have to deliver bad news. <laughs>
4: they, they say there's two things that people don't want to see: how you make them. It's laws and sausages.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: But well, Tom, you're right that a lot of people in these these local municipalities not only do they feel lied to, they feel like they've been duped and bamboozled because they will cast a vote for any and, and vote for something that's going to make their community better, We've but seen like it. We've you seen said, it with school they millages. don't see the money.
4: We've seen it with school millages. We've seen it yes. with public safety millages and
1: library millages
4: yeah it's um and 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 so when they ask a question of someone like michael they just want you to tell the truth
1: right
2: and 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 and, and i have those conversations every day you know someone someone called me the other day they they stopped the road patching crew and said well how come you can't do it this way and they said well you know they gave them a, a an answer and I'm definitely not a uh, public works director. So they called me, and they said, this is what they said. They, they need this extra equipment. Why, don't, why doesn't Southville have it? I said, I have no idea, mm-hmm. but I'll find out for you. And, you know, that started the conversations with our public works director of, this is what the crews are saying they need. Would this help them with their job? And if so, how do we make it happen? There's a great, great story
4: yep. about uh, a mayor of Flint from... Well, a generation or two ago. And uh, he was in a meeting, and and somebody I know was in the meeting with him and and airport officials at Bishop Airport. And in order to woo a couple of airlines, the airport needed a couple of pieces of equipment. And I, or they needed a piece of equipment, a special piece of equipment. I I don't know if it had to do with band um baggage handling or whatever. But they were walking and, and and you know, the mayor said, Yes, sir, no problem. We'll you know, we'll we'll we can help out with that. And so this friend of mine who was with the chamber at the time and the mayor are walking, you know, to their car to leave and uh <laughs> the guy from the chamber says to the mayor, he says, what and I can't remember the name of the piece of equipment, but he said, "What is that?" And the mayor said, "I don't know, but we're getting two of them." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like Donald Williamson.
4: No, this was way before Don.
1: Oh, uh,
2: Rutherford. It was indeed. It was mm-hmm. Jim Rutherford. It could so have only Tom been you. You know one one of the things that that Southfield has done to help with our residents and 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 hold us accountable. Hey, you know as, what? As a city I,
4: Michael, I, I, yep. I don't want to cut you off, but I have a break coming up in about 30 seconds, and I don't want to chop you off in the middle. So hold that thought if you don't mind sticking around for a few more minutes, and we'll wrap it up uh, after the break. Absolutely. We'll pick up right where you left off. All right. Uh, my guest is uh, Michael Mandelbaum from the uh, City of Southfield City Council. He is the uh, president, uh, council president pro tem and uh, we're going to take a short break and uh, go into overtime with him and uh, my favorite oakland county activist pg right after this
2: hey (laughs) this is the unknown comic and guess what you're listening to the tom sumner show right now and now and now too and even now
4: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue our uh, conversation with Michael Mandelbaum from the uh, City of Southfield. He is the City Council President Pro Tem. And uh, <clears throat> we also have with us my favorite Oakland County activist, PG. Uh, Michael, well, welcome back. Thank you. Michael. Glad to be here. Just um you know we're we're kind of going into overtime a little bit, and thank you for sticking around. Um, i I cut you off because you were about to to make a uh, a big and important point, and I thought maybe we should just pick up right where you left off
2: yeah, so so what i was what I was going to to mention is because Southfield wants to hear from the residents and we want our residents to hold us accountable, we have a an app. It's called Southfield Solutions. It's available on iTunes and the Google Play Store, and you can you download it to your phone, and it geolocates you as well. So you can report any issue in the city. It could be a pothole, and you can geolocate exactly where you are. You could take a picture. Um, it could be a code violation. It could be, um, you know, dead animal in the road that needs to be taken care of. There's a, there's a whole defective sidewalks. I've used that one before. And this way residents can, you you don't even really need an account, but you can put in the information, submit it to the city. You can add comments as well. And then you can watch as it goes through the city's process. So for example, if you're driving down 10 mile road and you see, or not 10 miles, a bad example, that's a county road. If you're driving in a neighborhood and you see a pothole, Mm -hmm. you can stop, you know, or go back later on and input that information in this app and it will get routed to the public works department. Public works will then take that information, comment on it. You know, we will dispatch a crew and they will mark the request from new to in process. And then once the pothole is patched, that request will then say closed and say pothole has been patched or repaired. And that way residents don't have to rely on trying to get through to a number, especially after city hours, after city hall is closed they can do it right from their phone, and they can watch the process work. And the one thing that's nice about that, not only can they watch the process work, but it holds us accountable to make sure that that request is is done timely. Because if a resident puts in a request on Monday and nothing is done by Wednesday, we have somebody in our city administrator's office who's looking at that, and if it's not, if nobody, takes ownership of that request it gets you know pushed to a supervisor to say this has not been responded to let's take care of it and that's one thing i encourage everyone to do in southville you know they'll call me and they'll say well there's this pothole can you help me and i'll say absolutely i'll take care of it but just so you know we have this app that can do it as well and it's not that um I don't mind helping people, but I think if I can empower the residents and they can watch the process work, Michael, and they can that's, do it that's, themselves,
4: it helps. That's something that's considerably easier to do if your staffing levels are right. Um, a lot of a lot of cities are having a tough time being able to afford to keep all the positions filled. How's how's that working? out for southfield Uh, do you have a a lot of open positions uh, that need to be filled or are you pretty well staffed to about what you think is
2: appropriate we we do have open positions especially Mm -hmm. in the summer we have a lot of seasonal help that we need you know for taking care of lawn lawn cutting at at our parks and, and different things like that but in general we we are we are always actively recruiting. The only area I would say where we're really struggling is police officers and firefighters, paramedics. Our public works, um, you know, we, we are doing everything we can. You know, when we lose somebody, we're posting that job immediately. Uh, the Southfield just started um, hiring bonuses and even employee referrals to try to get more people to apply. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that we're up to par with our staffing levels, but I don't think we're hurting as much as other cities. Well, that's good to hear. We we are at a good level where we can still respond timely to residents' concerns, but I think there's always room for improvement.
4: Well, Michael, um, thank you so much for spending this hour with me and PG and the listeners. And... Um, and and kudos keep up the good work i always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they might find out more do you want to share that uh the city's website
2: absolutely um the city's website for southfield is pretty simple cityofsouthfield.com and we talked about it on the show earlier you can find all the Construction projects that we've we've done since 2014, over $240 million worth of infrastructure work. Um, and it, we also have, as I just touched on, this app. It's called Southfield Solutions, available for the iPhone and Android, where you can put in service requests uh, for pretty much any department in the city, and somebody will track it and get back to you. And then if there's anyone who has any specific problems or questions, or they just want to tell me things that Southfield could do better, you can reach out to me personally um, on my phone, and my cell phone number is 248-905-1095, and I'm more than happy to talk to any any resident, business owner, or anyone considering Southfield or just wants to learn more.
1: Now, Tom, how many council people give out their personal cell phone number to uh... be called for things like this, oh. only the council president pro tem. I
4: I, I wouldn't even want to guess on something like that, but it, <laughs> it probably is not a very high number. Well, Michael, thanks again, and uh, and PG, thanks thanks to you. I I wasn't sure exactly what we were going to do today with. Uh, Fred, and Michael, but I think it worked really well. And as always, PG, you did not disappoint. um,
1: Tom, you know me and the Silver Fox. We love you. I have (laughs) supported you for many, many years. You have supported me in all of my efforts. And Councilman Michael Mandelbaum knows that I've got my eyes on Southfield. And if something is not right, I am the type of constituent slash taxpayer that will speak up Say something and show up.
4: Well you know I was thinking as, as we were talking with Michael today and, and with Fred earlier, you know maybe we should maybe we should do a, uh, a city spotlight once a week or once a month and just pray I think we city. should. And, and you and I just get uh, you know some of the, the uh, community leaders and, and line them up and, and uh, let them explain themselves.
1: I think that would be incredible. I think that the would only be incredible. the only
2: problem you'll have is there's no city greater than Southfield.
1: You got that right, See, Tom there you go. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe we'll
2: get some competitions
4: going.
1: <laughs> and 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 Tom, one thing about Mike, he's not afraid to go to work.
4: <laughs> well, that's that's what it takes, you know. Is is and and the other thing, and I I really can't say how impressed I was. Uh, when, when Michael said, we tell him the truth. Yes. That's, that's, that's the big key.
1: So um, th- He is one of the most informed council people that we have currently on council. He is always well prepared because the Silver Fox and I, we grill him on some things. And you can tell that he reads the materials, he will answer the questions, and if he don't know, he'll say, let me find that out and I'll get back to you. And he does, he does, he does return calls.
4: Well, Michael, take care and keep up the good work. And uh, uh, tell the chief I said hi, the police chief. Absolutely. He's been on the show before. Um, And I want to say thanks, uh, PG, to you and also um, to my guest a little earlier, Scott Silverman, substance abuse expert from San Diego, talking about the importance of uh, Narcan in preventing uh, deaths from opioid abuse and, uh, and overdoses, which are becoming a little bit more frequent because of the chemistry involved in the opioids that people are getting their hands on. There's too much fentanyl in them. Anyway, um, Thank
1: you, Tom, and me and the Silver Fox love you. And thank well, you, Councilman thank you. Mandelbaum.
4: It was my
2: pleasure. Thank you.
4: That's smoking George Winters tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room. But I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program, and I hope you will be too. In the meantime, good night, everybody.
0: The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions.